Well, it's time to talk to our next guest, a very special season. It just wasn't to be for the end of the breakers. Ball in the hand of the champ. And it is done. Sydney, you are back-to-back champions. And you've done it in a most emphatic way. Only a year after finishing at the foot of the NBL ladder, this special group led by club legend Tom Abercrombie and first-time head coach Modi Moore started to embody the Breakers' teams of old, playing hard defence, winning on the road and shining on the back of a great team culture. The season just went a few minutes too long in the end as they faded late in the fourth against a deserving Sydney Kings outfit who are the new undeniable gold standard in the NBL. Alex Pledger is a multiple-time champion with the Breakers, and he's been good enough to join us a few times throughout this run. It's a big good morning, Alex. How you doing, mate, after that late one? Yeah, not too bad, eh? I was pretty um, pretty gutted for the, for the guys, um, you know, about midnight when it was over. So, yeah, I had a bit of a late one, but, um, yeah, <laughs> A little long black this morning. I'll be all good. <laughs> <laughs> I've just had a flat white too, mate, so I'm ready to rip into this last hour. Yeah, I watched the first two quarters, but 4.40 a.m. start for me. I had to switch off, and then I woke up and seen the score. Mate, that start, though, they got out to a 12-point lead. Like, you, you thought, okay, we're in for something here. That was a hell of a start. They gave themselves chances to obviously get the result. Yeah, they they did get off to a hot start. Um, you know, Sydney Sydney are a, a quality outfit, so you know the it's it was always going to be a game of runs. But you know, I in my mind, I the way they started off the fourth, and I think they were up seven with six or seven minutes to go. And I thought, you know, I didn't, I you know, six or seven minutes is still a long time. But in my mind, I was like, and I think they've got it. But you know, Sydney showed their quality and went on a bit of a run uh, to to snatch it away from them. But, um, yeah, I'm sure they're disappointed this morning. But, um, you know, there are more ways more ways to measure whether a season is successful or not beyond just winning the championship. So, yeah, they'll be disappointed, but they, they can definitely hold their heads high. They, they had a fantastic year. Every, everyone's proud of them, Alex, especially coming back after what they put up with with the COVID uh, situation, Modi Moore, mate. What what has he brought to this club? Because I think he's been probably one of the, one of, if not the biggest difference um, that's been been about twenty twenty three. Yeah, well, I've in all honesty, I've I've never met the guy. I've never um, I've never spoken a word to him in my life. So in terms of what he's like, I can't say. But obviously, watching games. Um, you know he's pretty he's pretty energetic on the sideline, um, and you know I think you know that kind of trickles down from the top that kind of energy and um, the passion he brings it kind of just trickles down the rest of the roster. So I think and you know um, you know no disrespect to Dan Shamir, but he was he was kind of the opposite of that. He was you know a little bit more you know he he didn't quite how do you say it hop around and jump around and wasn't as quite didn't <laughs> pretty quite reserved. bring the same energy. Yeah. So um so yeah and I think that kinda trickled down from the coaches to the assistant coaches down to the players and um he really bought um you know similar to Andre Lamanis did, you know, all those years ago, kind of embraced the 
you know, the quote-unquote Kiwi culture and, um, you know, brought in guys that kind of fit a similar mould to the um, the championship teams of, you know, you know back back when we were winning them. Um, and you really instilled, um, you know, a, a great team culture, defensive mindset. Um, and, yeah, I think, um, yeah, he, he was a fantastic hire. To get to the grand final um, as your first year as a head coach, um, you know, not, not too many uh, can do that. So to be able to earn the trust, well, he's been, he's been there for a little while, so he knows a lot of the guys already. But, you know, to kind of get that trust from your from your guys kind of right from the get-go, um, you know, not a lot of coaches can do that. Yeah, the buy-in from the start was was evident from the from the outset. They just had the right mentality, the right focus, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. But the hardest thing is is to back it up. The Kings have done it; they've gone and won back to back titles, but now they're going to lose some talent. Xavier Cooks is also to the NBA. There was chat last night. McDowell White, they're trying to sign him on. Barry Brown, Brantley, what do they do? Like, is this going to be a golden time for the Breakers and the Kings, or do you see them it going to be a difficult time to be able to carry on this form, knowing the other opportunities on 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 the board for these players. Yeah, you know it's it's you know it's going to be an interesting off season for both of those teams. You know, with with Cooks going and um, you know McDowell White for the Breakers as a free agent, and a lot of teams around the NBL have made it quite clear that they're going after him. So, um, <laughs> you know if. If the breakers want to keep him, you know, uh, you know they're going to have to put quite a few zeros on that check. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, they've, um, you know, I'm pretty sure all of the, you know, Brown, Brantley, and Pardon, they were all on one year deals. So, not just from not just interest from other NBL teams, but from you know European clubs and other areas around the world they'll be highly sought after after the seasons that they just had as well so um so yeah it'll be interesting to see kind of how how the off season goes um but i think you know now that they've kind of established you know sydney have you know won it twice in a row now and breakers got to the grand final so i think you know, hopefully the kind of culture that those two teams have established, you know, they might not be able to bring back the the exact guys, but, you know, if they, you know, bring the same, the same type of players in terms of their mindset and, you know, bringing a team first defensive mentality, um, there's, there's no reason why they can't, despite they'll probably lose some of their players from this year, but, I don't see any reason why they can't kind of be in the thick of it for the next for the next several years. Yeah, it'll be be interesting. Yeah, the, the imports we know the importance of them, and, and man, it's great to watch them play. They play a different brand of of basketball, and it was great to see Barry Brown Jr. absolutely dunk on them last game. But let, I want to talk to you about officiating. I was watching that game last night, and some of the calls. It is a physical obviously game with these two teams, they play a physical brand of defence, but some of the calls I thought were a bit outrageous with Chad, uh, Chad, the coach Brunson, I think his name is last name, Burston, whatever it is, but he was kind of in the referee's ear and obviously got fined uh, after that last match with his comments in the post-match. How, do you, how did you see the officiating playing out last night? Yeah, you know, it's, 
you know, not just in basketball, but in every sport. Um, when their team wins, the referees are awesome, and when their team loses, the referees are bad. Um, and that's just the life. That's just that's just the life of a referee, I suppose. But um, but yeah, I thought, you know, there's, you're never going to get a five game series with, you know, the Breakers and Kings are two of the most physical teams in the league, two of the best defensive teams. And you know, occasionally you're going to get. Um, you know, some bad calls and occasionally they're going to let some things go. And as fans and I'm sure as players and the coaches, it probably feels like it's a little a little inconsistent and feel, feel like you're always getting hard done by. But um, for the most part, I, I don't think the referees played a massive role in the outcome of the series. Like, I don't think they blatantly favoured one team or the other. Um, yeah. You know, it always seems to go, you know, the one team will have a quarter where they're in the bonus three or four minutes into it and then the next quarter, and it feels like you're getting screwed over and then the next quarter, the same thing will happen to the other team. So there, <laughs> there are kind of, there, there, are, there are moments where, you know, those moments where it feels like you're, you know, you're getting the, getting a raw deal and then, you know, you kind of ignore the next kind of little stretch of play where you're getting a good whistle and it just feels like it <laughs> um, feels like you're getting the rough end of it. But overall, I thought it was pretty, pretty well refereed considering the physicality. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the old saying, they're only human, they're not going to get them all right. Um, but yeah, I don't think the referees played a massive role in the outcome of the series, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, good, good call, Alex. Hey, do you think with Sydney are they that far ahead of everyone at the moment with the second um, premiership, and is the parity with the Breakers at, mean that we are going okay? Um, no, I, I don't think the obviously they've been the kind of cream of the crop the last two seasons, but I don't think they're so far ahead of everybody else that the rest of the league can't catch up. You know, they, they did show this year, you know, the, you know, last year they lost their three imports and bought in three new ones um, and went back to back again. You know, that's a situation the breakers may find themselves in this upcoming year where, um, you know, they might not be able to bring everybody back, but, you know, I think, you know, teams, Teams like Perth, Perth are always, they haven't had a great run of it the last couple of years, but they're only a few pieces away. The breakers are right there. Um, you know, teams like Melbourne, like Melbourne United deal, dealt with a lot of injuries to key players this year, but, you know, they were one position away from making the play-in. You know, South East Melbourne have a lot of dangerous pieces as well, so... Um, you know, Sydney have been the best of the best over the last two years, but there are a lot of teams around the league knocking on the door. Um, and yeah, I think just having, you know, having that parity and not, you know, not going into the season going, oh yeah, well this team's going to win it again. Um, I think that's I think that's good for the league, kind of having multiple teams that are. You know, there, there are the teams that are right at the top, but there are several other teams that are a piece or two away from being right there as well. And I think that's only good, uh, can only be good for the competition. What else is good for the league is absolute legends staying and playing their trade. 
for a very long time. We don't know what he's going to do, but Tom Abercrombie potentially is going to hang up the, the shoes and, and look for, to do something else, mate. Look, you played a ton of basketball with, with Tom. What has his impact been on this New Zealand Breakers side? Yeah, he's he's kind of been that constant for the last mm. kind of how long has he been there? Kind of uh, probably around fifteen years. He's kind of been, you know, through all ownership changes, coaching changes, players come and go, but he's kind of been that one constant. Um, you know, he's I've, I think he's just a couple of months younger than me. I'm pretty sure he's thirty five, um, but you know, still being able to contribute at the level that he can um he keeps him he keeps himself in great physical condition um you know he probably can't jump twice quite as high as he used to be able to but um but he's still a pretty he's still he's still a pretty phenomenal athlete um great leadership qualities very good defensive player so you know it'll be interesting i'm, I'm not sure what his contract status is i'm not sure if he's under contract next mm. season or not but i'm pretty sure they said on the broadcast last night that last night's game um was his 399th so i um <laughs> yeah but being that close you... to 400 uh, <laughs> being that close to 400 i'm pretty sure he'll go around at least at least one more time he can still <laughs> You know, guys. You know, guys with that type of leadership ability, and um, you know, he can still defend almost every position on the basketball court very well. Um, you know, just has a lot of versatility in that area. So he's still, you know, the the off court stuff is is obvious, but you know, he's still he can still contribute in a lot of ways on the court. And yeah, I. Uh, you know, if I played 399 games and then retired, that would, be a little, that would just be a little itch that would annoy me for the rest of my life. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure um, he'll go around at least one more time, but that's just something we'll have to have to wait and see. Beautiful, mate. We appreciate your time. Just quickly before we let you go, how you doing, bud? You doing all right? All good? Yeah, good. Um, healthy. Um, I went back to the um, to the gym for the first time in about a year and a half yesterday. So, nice. see, if the see, see if the hamstrings can get through the day. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, overall, can't complain too much, eh? <laughs> Beautiful. It's good to hear, Alex. Pleasure, mate. You're an absolute champion, and we appreciate you taking your time and your reaction to last night's game. We're so gutted, but I'm sure the, the breakers can bounce back. And uh, Ab- Ab- Tom Abercrombie, one more, mate. 399 not out. That would be absolutely <laughs> yeah. torture. So there you go. Yeah. Thanks so much, mate. <laughs> right, cheers. Thank you. There he is. Alex Bledger. What a... He's such a big, gentle giant, isn't he? He, he is. Oh. And uh, it makes a lot of sense. Like, just calls it, like, you know, the, the referees, he basically said they can't win. You the, you mm. win, the coaches are going to love you. Do you lose, the coaches call you a cheat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, like, I just it's, like the way uh, he just came up with that. It's the awareness of these referees. If you feel, Louis, and it can be like the awareness. That, like, last night it was 6-1. 6-1 fouls to the breakers. Uh, um, Kings have been fouled six times. Or... or Made fouls six times, and then the referees all of a sudden give two straight back, and then they start evening up the ledger, and it's like it's kind of like they're aware of it, 
and then they're like, oh, okay, it's a bit one-sided here. Might have to bring it back a little bit, and then we get to the end of the game, it's it's even. So, yeah, I just thought there was a couple of dubious calls last night. But that's just my thoughts, you know. I'm, I'm pretty sore loser, and I'm pretty sure that the Crusaders will get a couple on the weekend.